Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from the com. The Chris Voss Show. Com. Hey, let's get ready to podcast, folks. Let's get into the news of the day. Some of the things that are happening in the tech world that we're covering. We've got some interesting interviews coming up, so be sure to subscribe. Stay tuned for that. Go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss. Hit that bell notification button. And also go to the ECVPN, and there's nine podcasts there. Holy crap. There's uh, all sorts of podcasts you can go uh, take and listen to because, you know, hey, you're locked in your home. Uh I mean, seriously, do you really want to sit through those Zoom meetings? Here's what you do. You put on your headphone Zoom meetings, and then you get like a little wireless headphone or a little light cord headphone that goes up in your left or right ear, and use that to play the Chris Voss podcast where you're listening to that inane meeting at your office. That or um, what I do when I'm gaming is I use that to listen to the game, but also play some music through my um, headphones. So you can do that as well. But just, you know, make sure you pay attention because layoffs are coming and you don't want to be that guy where they're like, hey, who should we fire this week? Because we need, we need to fire somebody. Let's fire Bob. Bob was flushing the toilet or not paying attention during the Zoom meeting last week. <laughs> don't be that guy. So this is kind of an interesting thing um, that Twitter is going to test out using. They're going to try and ask users in a test phase to reword their harmful replies. I guess they're trying to tone down the toxicity on the platform and get the language to be cleaned up that can be less hateful. So I kind of get what this is about. They're going to ask them to watch the language as part of a new test. Um, When someone replies to someone's post, may prompt them to reconsider if it includes slurs, epithets, or swear words. Um, Trying to you know, calm people down on their whole sort of uh, getting aggravated and getting angry at each other and all that good stuff. So I think, I think, um, you know, I think, well, that's a good thing. It's, it almost feels like we're just like, is Twitter becoming Mormons? <laughs> Am I moving to Salt Lake City, Utah, Mormonville? It's like, um, we can't have used the word hell. We got to have used the word heck. Yeah. And you can't use the word fuck anymore. You got to use the word fudge. Now I went through. I've gone through this. I'm always going through this with YouTube. Let's put it that way. Uh, where uh, even in, in a comedic manner, if you're using swear words too much, use the f word, et cetera, et cetera, and you're using it as to, to place an accent uh, comedy, it can work against you. I've done some uh, funny comedy videos that use a lot of swear words to punctuate an accent and, and kind of highlight. Uh, different points that I was making, uh, and it, it backfired me when the platform went, yeah, yeah, we're not uh, going to do swearing anymore. It's bad for advertisers. So uh, unless you got uh, Mormon quality videos, uh, we're taking away your monetization. That was a huge, massive fail, especially on YouTube's part, especially the way they rolled it out. It was just like overnight. They're like, yeah, no swear words. And uh, all your videos that had swear words on it, fuck you. Um, which, you know, clearly at this pace, this video isn't going to make YouTube. <laughs> now I got to have Twitter. <laughs> I got Twitter, the place full of Russian bots, trolls, and God knows everything else. And suddenly they're just like, we're a virgin. You've got to not talk bad around us. Okay, Twitter. All right. So on one hand, I think it'd be good. I definitely think some sort of thing that, of course, asks people about using slurs, epithets, or heavy swear words, or getting heated, or something like that. You know, it might be good to uh, tell people, hey, are you sure you want to press send on that button? But other than that, 
those people, most people are going to type something like that. And I know when I've typed something like that, I don't just indiscriminately type something and send it. I'm fucking committed. Like, and, and I've gone through it and thought, what's going to happen if this ends up on the cover of the New York Times, what I'm just about to say, and end up with, like, one of those guys. Because we've certainly read over the years all the people who um, push the button on something that's either mildly racist or something like that, and the next morning they wake up and they're on the front page of every social media news site as, as the new uh, heathen that must be extricated from society. And, you know, they lose their job, life overnight. So you don't want to be that guy. But uh, anyway, I think it's good Twitter's kind of trying to clean up his site. Let's just kind of be careful how we go about it. I think a lot of times we need to realize that uh, what used to be uh, taboo swear words when I was a child, the the world has changed. Uh, de- things have definitely changed. I even see, I've said, seen Ted talks with swear words. I don't think it lowers our thing. And in, in fact, if anything, if you use it, for example, the way I use it, I use it as a punctuation, a highlighter, a sharpness, a jab in your brain that makes you go, wait, wow, so he's really making a point. And because people have so much disassociation these days and they have so much, um, <clears throat> loss of attention span you know everyone's adhd these days you know like look bird squirrel um that you 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 almost have to have that to to capture their thing and kind of wake them up and go wait what what was he saying i know sometimes it works the same way for me so it'll be kind of interesting will they be able to clean it up let me know go to at chris voss on um chris voss on twitter or go to any one of the other places as well to uh, to do that. Um, and let me know what you think. I'm kind of curious uh, what's out there and, uh, you know, what your opinion is. Can Twitter actually clean itself up or not? Let's get to some of the other things that are going on. And this is uh, Twitter again. Uh, this is according to BuzzFeed News that came out today. Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO of Twitter, tells Twitter staff they can work from home indefinitely even after the pandemic passes. Policy won't apply to some jobs requiring physical presence. <clears throat> I don't know why we haven't gone to this. This is something we've been talking about on the Chris Voss show. More and more companies are going to figure out that, hey, you know what? We can operate just fine from people being at home. I had a lot of people say to me that, you know, they've been asking their bosses for years to let them work from home digitally. And they're like, no, you have to come into the office. And it's just such an archaic thing. I mean, I grew up with companies um, from 18 on being a serial entrepreneur where I had people work from offices. I really liked them punching in. I was really against the concept of, you know, if I send you home, I know it's going to happen. You're sitting in your pajamas and play video games all day long. But, you know, most people are anyway. And a lot of people waste an eight-hour day anyway. I mean, you see uh, you see countries like France and other countries that uh, can certainly get away with uh, shorter Work weeks, shorter days. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, how, mu- how many of your fellow employees at the office just sit around watching videos or something on TikTok or YouTube or dicking around on God knows what? Um, so there's that. So I think it's I think it's brilliant that they're doing that. Of course, they are an internet based company for coding and technology, so it's it's 
probably easier for them to do that. Uh, you should probably watch for a lot of different software systems and different tracking systems that are out there where, you know, they'll be able to tell how long you've been on the internet, how much of your work has been done, et cetera, et cetera. There'll probably be a whole different, uh, ways to do metrics of training people and finding what they're doing. But, you know, we're locked into this virus for at least one to two years. And, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of changes that are going to happen in industry, business, personal, and once we get out of it, we're not going back to the old normal. Like a lot of stuff is going to change, uh, public transportation, um, uh, business, the way it's transacted, um, employees, et cetera, et cetera. The whole model is going to change and we're going to become so used to it by the time we come out of it, we're just going to go, we're not going back to that way because this way is kind of better and we've kind of learned a new trick. I mean, I've been working from home since 2004, so I'm very comfortable with it. And uh, this quarantine has just been like, uh, I'm kind of doing what I was doing anyway. I just don't go out to eat as much and don't go driving as much and don't go hanging out with people and, you know, having crazy, you know, I used to like to go to coffee and lunches with my friends, sit around and schmooze business and stuff. Um, Next up on the plate, according to The Verge, Facebook will pay $52 million in a settlement covering 11,250 content moderators as compensation for the mental health issues developed on the job. Now, these are current former moderators that uh, um, have been, <laughs> this is going to kill you. Well, let me get to the de- details of it first. So these, these comment moderators, these are the people who go in and they see the horrors of the Internet. They see child pornography. They see uh, child torture. They see they see the sickest post of the sickest. They see the, the, the most base, grossest things in humanity, um, desecration of bodies. You know, they see the most horrific things. They're, of course, the guys who are hopefully, you know, capture some of these uh, horrific um, things that we've seen where people have gone on mass murderers in other countries uh, on, on Facebook Live where they're killing people and slaughtering people in real time and they're sharing it on Facebook Live. Um, and so these these moderators have to go in and they have to, of course, look at this shit. They have to analyze this shit. And I can honestly say, and I've talked about this before in the Chris Voss Show podcast, um, there are things that I've seen in this life that I don't want to see again and that I could have gone my whole life without seeing. I can, I can name a couple. That's how well they're stuck in my brain. Uh, one was two girls in a cup. Someone showed me that video. I had no idea what was going on. It was at my office. Like, you can see this video. It's really funny. I'm like, oh, okay. And I watched it. And you know what? Honestly, <laughs> I really would like to have never have that image in my brain. <clears throat> uh, the second one that uh, comes to mind was watching Saddam Hussein get hung and, his, and, and the result at the bottom of the rope uh, of what happened to him. Uh that was a video that I wish I had not watched. Uh, fortunately, I was watching that by choice because um, I was curious. I'd never seen someone hung. And, of course, Saddam Hussein was a very hated, evil man. And I figured, uh, you know, he'll drop. And, but, but watching the experience, uh, seeing uh, a living being die, I don't know. It, maybe it's because I have dogs. It just does not work for me very well. Um and uh, the older I get, the more I seem to uh, feel that way. So um, those are two experiences that I know that I would 
not want to, if I could scrub and bleach my, um, scrub and bleach my mental picture brain to never have to know they existed or that any of that stuff exists would be fine. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you know, the, the, the challenge is these people have to watch this like every day and they're processing, I don't know, probably thousands or hundreds, uh, of, uh, videos and pictures and sequences. And, and, uh, you know, if you've ever seen some of these, um, you know, these, these groups, these child molestation and assault groups, uh, if you ever seen any of the news stories where they talk about sometimes these people are in Facebook groups and they actually had a, like a group going, I mean, just sickest of sick. And these people have to watch that. They have to read it and everything else. And, um, and then they just have to go spend the rest of their life after getting paid, I don't know, like 15 bucks an hour to do that. I mean, I'm sorry, man. I'll go work at fucking McDonald's before I'll work at Facebook and watch that stuff, man. I mean, I may not get paid much and I don't know. It sounds like it's about the same pay I might get at McDonald's. Uh, no way, man. Not in a million years. Do I want to see that, but you got to keep in mind. These people are, uh, keeping the ugly stuff from us. So these these guys should get paid like warrior battle sort of material. Well, Facebook, of course, doesn't care and doesn't want to pay shit because, you know, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't have enough billions of dollars. And so finally, in a landmark settlement, uh, they have agreed to pay these guys a minimum of $1,000. <laughs> Everyone in these poor content people is going to get a bonus of $1,000 for all the shit they had to put up with. And if they develop PTSD on the job, which many of them are, uh, they can get more money up and beyond that. And so, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, anyone who's diagnosed with a mental health condition is eligible for an additional 1500. So, uh, you got and PTSD or depression can be eligible up to 6,000. So, uh, guess what? You're 20 years old and you signed up for this job thinking it'd be cool and fun. And now you're scarred for life with images that will haunt you in your fucking nightmares. But uh, here's $6,000. And let's see what's 80 divided. Let's see. You only lived to 60. That'll make it easy for me. What is it like? 10 bucks a fucking or hundred bucks a fucking year or something. I don't know. <laughs> Enjoy that, man. I'm sorry, man, but there's some nightmares I have. I'll pay you to make go away. I, you, there, you can't even pay me enough to have them. I've had some, like the worst ones I've had are that my dogs have escaped or that there's a, or that my dogs are dead. That's like, those are the two things that if I have those nightmares, uh, and I wake up, uh, it's a horror show just to wake up from and go, holy fuck. Uh, please tell me that was a goddamn dream. So there you go. Uh, it turns out, uh, if people can submit a, evidence of other injuries they suffered, they could receive up to $50,000 in damages. Of course, usually with these things, most of that money goes to the attorneys who did this. Um, so there you go that way. What are you going to do? Uh, let's talk about some of the other things in the news moving on. Uh, I am one who is openly calling for Facebook to be heavily regulated by the government and for Facebook uh, and Mark Zuckerberg have oversight. Um, and, uh, if you've heard my discussions in the past, I post there maybe once a day, I try and post cute dog videos or support my friends, 
but I'm not spending a lot of time on Facebook anymore. Facebook is just downright evil, and what's been going on with Peter Thiel and his Trump-humping um, agenda, and you see more and more executives leaving Facebook where it's just becoming a silo of Peter Thiel and whatever um, whatever Mr. Mark Zuckerberg wants to do. They're willing to sell any one of our souls so they don't get oversight from their big attorney general lawsuits they're going through. Anyway, moving on, <clears throat> this really blew my mind this morning. This really freaking blew my mind this morning. Last night, I watched an Uber video where Uber laid off 3,500 employees on a Zoom call, like a bulk Zoom call. They got 3,500 of their poor frontline customer service employees on a Zoom call, and, <laughs> and they freaking laid them off. Like basically, if it, the gist of the video is, if you're watching this video, you are now laid off. And then, like after that, the gal was crying and, and she was showing some emotion. I don't want to crack on the gal. Uh, I think it, it's hard for her. I I know it was hard for me when I had to lay off employees and mass for economic downturns. Um, but. <laughs> after laying them off, they go, but I want to say one thing. We really are thankful for the job you did for us, and you guys are great employees, and blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, oh, my God, you went there. Like, seriously. Like, you seriously went there. Um, What a load of crap, you know. Uh, Whatever. So, anyway... I wake up this morning and I, I watched the video and I, you know, I actually teared up. I was like, man, this is brutal. I can't, uh, the, the, the poor people that are on the other end of this thing and where are they going to go? And their lives are now turned upside down. Uh, and this depression isn't going to make things any better for anyone. Once you lose a job, you know, you've got so much competition that people are going to be fighting for a lot less, uh, smaller availability jobs. So according to CNBC this morning, Uber, has now remade an offer to acquire Grubhub, but uh, they're still working out the price, and Grubhub's stock closed up 29%. So they didn't have enough money to pay those 3,500 employees, but they got plenty of money to acquire Grubhub. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. I mean, the worst thing that happened in the 80s was when this company uh, decided, this company sort of attitude and stock market attitude decided that uh, employees are dispensable as long as the stock price goes up and investors are happy. That's when capitalism became broken in America, people. Uh, next up, according to 9to5Mac, Instagram is going to add bulk comment deletion and control for who can mention or tag you on iOS to help fight bullying. The ability to pin comments is also being tested. I really like this. This is pretty cool. I don't have too many people bullying or tagging or, you know, stuff like that. I do get some tagging. I do find the tagging is annoying. Uh, I don't know why I have a popper named Chris. And so a lot of people will tag me or think I'm one of the other Chris Vosses. And I'm like, what the, what the hell are you doing, man? That's not me. And I'll have to write them and say, hey, man, what are you tagging me for? You have the wrong Chris. Uh, I don't get any bullying. I know uh, women get a lot of shaming and bullying, a lot of crap on their th- feeds. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of trolling on Instagram as there is on any platform. But uh, I like this. Bull comment deletion, too. I mean, they're evidently it's really out of control over there, and there's a lot of people getting hateful 
um, bulk commenting. I used to get that on my YouTube channel, and that was a pain in the ass to clean up if it got a little too far to hand or if you had, like, one guy you really need to ban from your channel because he was just toxic. So I think that'll be good. It's interesting to only make it available on iOS, but let's get that on the um, Android. So there you go. According to Bloomberg sources, uh, Apple plans to return employees to offices sooner than rival tech companies with staff coming back in phases. We mentioned this a few weeks ago on the Chris Voss show, but it looks like they're committing to it. Uh, they're going to start letting more workers return to major offices. Google and Facebook will allow remote work through the end of 2020. Apple plans to bring everybody back to the little spaceship thing that they have, the little falling over tire and <laughs> in the, uh, <laughs> In Silicon Valley, which is probably indicative of what happened with their self-driving cars <laughs> project. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I could be proved wrong on that. So anyway, they're going to plan to uh, bring their employees back. And, well, there you go. I mean, maybe the next iPhone model would be called COVID-19. <laughs> the iPhone. Hey, did you get the new iPhone 19? Yeah, man. It's got the COVID alert in it. There you go. How much was it? $2,000? Yeah, that's great. Don't you miss those days of subsidized uh, phone purchasing? Uh, next up, The Verge. Facebook says it took action on 9.6 million pieces of hate speech content in quarter one, up by 3.9 million. Holy fucking shit. Wait, did I just? No, that wasn't hate speech. That was like swearing words. So now I'm getting kicked off Twitter. Um,. Up by 3.9 million. Wow. And then AI now proactively detects 88.8% of it up from 80.2 last quarter. That is getting out of control. And as you probably know, we are heading to <laughs> freaking election season where the bots are going to come out, the Russians, all that crap that we had in 2016. It's going to be a monster freaking thing. And, uh, yeah, I can't imagine what Facebook's going to have to deal with the that. I hope they're ready for it because I mean, we're already seeing stupidity like we saw with the pandemic video, the conspiracy-laden uh, BS video with the crackpot doctors and stuff. That got passed around by even people that I thought were pretty half-bright people. Um, I don't know what you're going to do with that, but good luck. At least Facebook's making an effort for it. Once again, I do think Facebook should be regulated. Uh, a lot of these companies, I think, should be regulated. I'm tired of the freewheeling, free dealing of these uh, freaking uh, uh, conglomerate tech giants that just do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, what's up next? Uh, according to Decrypt, the chat app Telegram says it's abandoning its ton, T-O-N, blockchain project after the SEC challenged the legality of its $1.78 billion ICO and delayed the network's launch. <clears throat> Starting to see this a lot with regulations from the SEC now giving oversight to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency blockchain projects. Uh, so there you go. Um, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, everyone's going to start operating to a higher standard and tier. It just can't be this whole open, you know, reckless system anymore. So gone are those days. Welcome to the new uh, regulated thing. Uh, according to TechCrunch, Adobe Data. U.S. e-commerce sales rose 49% in April compared to early March. I can validate that, too. It happened to me. Um, led online by online grocery shopping. 
Uh, it was up 110% in electronic sales, rose 58%, and book sales have doubled. Ooh, people are reading. Oh, my gosh. Wow, I just got excited reading that last part. People might get educated. Assuming they read them. A lot of people buy books, and they assume that since they bought the book, they're smarter by assimilation. Um, I know this uh, personally because if you've ever seen all the books that I have bought on Audible, uh, which is like, I don't know, 50 million. And then you go, which ones is he actually read front to back? <laughs> See what's going on there, buddy. But I don't know. Maybe it's good. It's good that we're buying books and we are at least taking an interest in education. But no, this is definitely big. Um, and like I say, once again, going back to what we talked to about early in the show and prior segments of the show, uh, we are going to a new norm. This is going to make Amazon much more powerful. I would like to see them regulated more. I'd like to see them have more competition. Uh, definitely, they're becoming a little too monopolistic. Um, and uh, a lot of our monopoly laws weren't written for these tech companies. They're written for, like, you know, manufacturing and sort of tactile sort of business. And we need to rethink those RICO acts and everything else. Um, <clears throat> but... This is interesting, uh, and like I say, I don't think we're going to go back. People are going to learn new things. They're going to learn to shop online. They're going to sh- shop at home. They're going to learn to do more stuff, grocery shopping, electronic sales, and they're not going to go back. They're going to get addicted to this new way of life, and they're going to retreat more and more into their homes. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else do we want to take and uh, look at here? Um <clears throat> Uh, I'm going to skip over that. Yeah, I'm really not into uh, Lady Gaga sort of uh, conversations. I don't think there's anything to feel in there. So we're just going to do that. Uh, according to VentureBeat, Slice is an online ordering platform for small pizzerias. It raises $63 million in a Series C in round, led by KKR, as the company sees an increased demand due to COVID-19. Any of these companies that are positioned for this thing are pretty interesting. On the other hand, I saw something uh, pretty crazy today. Someone shared their um, cost breakdown from Grubhub that they pay as a small restaurant, and I was shocked. I mean, have you ever heard about uh, how music musicians speak about how they just get pennies from these platforms like Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, <clears throat> and they feel like they're going broke? Uh, when you read about some of the things that are going on with uh, how the pay breaks down, you start to go, how is people going to stay in business and how are they going to be able to employ people long term? So uh, let me see if I can find this Grubhub breakdown that I I took and posted earlier today, which uh, actually gives a breakdown of, here it is. Uh, this is posted by Nick Jacobs on LinkedIn. And uh, and uh, he, uh, it's a little, it's a, it's a Grubhub statement of March deposits from a small business owner uh, who just knows how to make great pizza. And uh, he knows how to do flour, pepperoni, herbs, and mushrooms. He knows peaches to be delivered, but that's where the bill stops. And um, he trusted Grubhub to run his business or, you know, help him get pizzas delivered. But here's the margin left over. So the summary of deposits that were given to him from Grubhub 
uh, or I guess coming into his Grubhub account and then were withheld. Uh, he had 46 prepaid orders, which uh, totaled about $1,042. The commission that Grubhub took was $206. Uh, the delivery commission was ninety four ninety nine. Talk about getting you. If you see this on my Twitter feed, you're just getting itemized to fucking death. The processing fee was thirty eight fifty two. <laughs> processing fee. What the fuck is that? It's all electronic. Like, is somebody pushing paper around that I don't know about? Uh, promotions were two hundred thirty one. I don't know if that was like an ad campaign the guy bought. I can see why that's kind of relevant. Uh, seven order adjustments, which is another 131 taken out of the total. Um, and it looks like they credited back the commission, I guess some sort of adjustment, maybe something went delivered, right? Or some sort of thing. So there's actually a credit here of commission of $9 delivery commission of four processing fee of a dollar and promotions of $20. So they actually got that back in a positive thing, but everything else came out. So out of 40 orders in March that they ran through Grubhub through their pizzeria, they received prepaid orders of 1,042, which is, you know, their retail. I suppose, I don't know, I, I haven't ordered from Grubhub in a while, but I imagine, I don't know, the delivery commission is paid for by the client, maybe? I don't know. I don't know if any of these are paid. I know Grubhub had some things where I was paying for free. So out of $1,042 gross, I get this is from Grubhub. You know, they got to get their cut of the action. But at the end of it, that's 48 orders in March. The company that made the pizzas netted 376.54. So out of 1,042... Once they get eaten alive by all the commissions and promotions and details and stuff, they were left with three seventy six fifty four. Now maybe they could have. I don't know if they could have cut the two thirty one out for the marketing, but um, let me see if I can figure out what this is right now. But is that ten dollars a pizza? No, it's less than that. Quite a bit less, like seven to eight dollars. I'm thinking. Just taking some guesses off my head while I pull up the little calculator here. So, three hundred seventy-six point five four divided by forty-eight. Is it forty-eight? I'm sorry, forty-six. Whereas looking on the screen, I just copied this as a screenshot. That's eight dollars and eighteen cents per pizza. Round you can round that up to eight dollars and nineteen. It's eight dollars per pizza that it cost them to make whatever they made. Now, I don't know what their baseline cost is, whatever, but that's that's some pretty tight damn margins. And most people, when they sell pizzas, they're, I mean, most times when I go to a nice pizzeria, I'm going to be spending at least 15 to 20 bucks for a pizza. Um, so that leaves some pretty tight margins for everyone else, keeping people employed, keeping the doors open, keeping a place of business and stuff. Um that's pretty crazy. It's like Little Caesars sort of money where you pay like $5 for Little Caesars. Like I always love people are like, mm, Little Caesars, get a pizza for five bucks. Yeah. And it tastes like a pizza from five bucks. So there you go. I mean, food poisoning has a great taste, I guess. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Every now and then when you're hungover, those pizzas are pretty good. <laughs> if you have no pizza, I don't know. God damn, now I'm hungry for pizza. Wow, I've done it. 
All right. I might have to end the show here real quick. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, next up, uh, Wall Street Journal. The, the biggest question about what I was doing on the prior, prior, pr- previous topic is, how are these people going to stay in business, man? How are they going to keep people employed? How are we going to... Maybe they'll be able to survive the Great Depression if they're just like a little business, but whatever. I don't know. According to Wall Street Journal, the uh, J.P. Morgan Chase has extended banking services to two Bitcoin exchanges, Coinbase and Gemini Trust, the first time it has ever accepted crypto clients. So that's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, Coinbase, of course, I love Coinbase. I've used Coinbase to buy my cryptocurrency and everything else. Uh, Gemini Trust, I believe, is the one owned by the Winklevoss twins. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, basically, uh, these are two Bitcoin exchanges. Uh, will we see Bitcoin rise in the new Great Depression? Mm, I don't know. We'll find out. It's certainly been up and down. Of course, it just went through another, I believe, fork or something that it changed around. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Check in on the crypto was it the Crypto Life podcast? So there you go with that. Uh, according to TechCrunch, India's contract tracing app, which is mandatory to travel on railways, and if you know India, they're big with their railways, surpasses 100 million unique users after 41 days after launch. Hey, if you got to get it to travel and get on the train, you're going to download the app. Um, trying to think of all the poor people who probably can't afford a phone. Uh, I don't know how that works, but... God bless whoever can uh, deal with that situation. So they have a contract tracing app. Um, I'm not sure why America doesn't have one. <laughs> Remember when we used to lead the world? <laughs> yeah, we don't. So there you go. India has a fucking contract tracing app. And you know what America's got? We got dick. We don't have testing. So there you go. That's for another we can take those politics up on the Resistance podcast, the Resistance Radio podcast you can find on the cvpn.com. Waymo, this is interesting, has raised another $750 million, expanding the size of its first external investment round to $3 billion. Uh, Waymo, of course, is largely invested in uh, self-driving automobiles, but they're big with trucks and truck driving and uh, COVID-19 and all that sort of stuff, staying at truck stops and having self-driving trucks probably are going to be big in the future um, and all that good stuff. According to TechCrunch, Spotify Kids now allows their parents to view kids' listening history and block individual tracks and expands to Germany or Japan. Find your kids listening to that uh, dark rap music with lots of uh, swear words and epitaphs and stuff, or maybe they're just listening to uh, Justin Bieber. I mean, I mean, <laughs> certainly if I was a parent, I'd be like, yeah, kid, it's all Metallica and uh, Megadeth, and it's all heavy metal. When you're 18, you can leave the home and listen to anything you want, but as long as you're in my house, kid, you're listening to some Metallica, and there's only good music. It's only classic rock. Um, it's kind of funny. I have a great nephew. I think he's technically my only nephew. Yeah, he's technically my only nephew. I have a, I have a nephew, and it's funny. When I game with him, he sings all the songs from the 80s <laughs> and he, he i guess his parents have been playing classic rock or somebody's been playing classic rock around him but like he he knows all the classic uh classic songs and he'll start whistling and singing i'll be like do you know what song that's from he's like i don't know i heard you know uh this is a, you know whatever and i'm like you know that song came out when i was younger than you 
Um, and, uh, yeah. So there you go, man. The, the kids are into it, but yeah, you can, uh, make sure your kids don't listen to crappy music or you can try. <laughs> we all know that or once you tell them that they can't listen to it, then they want it more. Uh, Twitter has acquired an interactive mobile app company cross install for an undisclosed sum as Twitter rebuild this ad server. This is according to ad exchanger. Uh, I think that's brilliant. I, it's, I would never buy ads on Twitter and, uh, I mean, they just don't perform as well on Facebook. Sadly, what can you say? But maybe it will help. I don't know. Maybe Twitter would quit suspending legitimate accounts. And maybe I just sent a, a, a copy of my DMS, which are all these webcam porno girls sending me messages uh, hey, you're pretty cute, Chris, which I know I'm not. I know my place in the food chain, kids. And they're like, click on this link. You can see my live video, you know, whatever the thing. Yeah, I'm sure if you go into your DMs, you have the same people. And what's funny about it that kills me is this has been going on for like, I don't know what, like 12 years. This same spam has been in my box. And you can only look down like 20 or 30 of them. And you can see the, they use the same boilerplate language. So it's clearly being spam and profiles being propagated from some company that or some devious uh, dude who's just making all these fake profiles up and, and sending out this spam. And I, I took a screenshot of it and sent it to Jack. And I said, Jack, man. I mean, come on, dude. Is there any way you could fix this? I've got like four clients' account that you're not answering emails that we're trying to get them unsuspended. They're legitimate accounts. They've Some have been around since 2009, yet my box is filled with this crap? Like, I don't understand how you can't, you couldn't take all the stuff that's in my DMs and go, you know what? Let's just take the keywords or the phrases they're constantly using and just block those people. Just automatically suspend them. That will fix everything because they're all saying the same damn boilerplate stuff. Like, hey, Chris, you look really good. They don't even say Chris. You know, they just go, hey, you look really good. Well, come and follow me over here. And it wouldn't take that hard to march a freaking bot through my DMs and figure all that stuff out. I mean, it wouldn't be hard, especially with AI and everything else. But I don't know. I guess we're not there yet. Uh, what else do we have up in the news? Big news day, huh? Huh? Big news day, Chris. The Democrats are introducing bills in the House and Senate making it illegal for telecos to shut off the Internet service during a pandemic, a step beyond the FCC's voluntary pledge. I like this idea. Uh, it's really important that uh, people have access to the Internet. Uh, they need to be educated more. Same thing with lights and power. Uh, when I lived in Vegas, uh I know that there was some rule that during the summer when it was above 100 degrees, the power company wasn't allowed to turn off your power, uh, which is important, man. I mean, people can die at that temperature. <laughs> I feel like I'm dying in Vegas when it gets 90 degrees and my and my air conditioner goes on the fritz or something. I've blown out, I think, two or three air conditioners over the years, and they only go out in the middle of summer. They don't go out like in winter. Like, <laughs> And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm going to go out now. They're like, wait, it's 110 degrees right now? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's get this, dude. Yeah, let's shut down. <laughs> I think my last uh, air conditioner fail, one of the fan blades like came loose or broke loose and turned like the whole inside of the air conditioner into a shred fest. And it was like the middle of the fucking night. And I'm like, what the hell is the bane in the backyard? And this... this uh, this uh, fan blade was just uh, just tearing everything up. And then 
when I had the air conditioning guys come over, he's like, what did you drop something in here? He's like, ah, oh, it's the fan blade broke loose. And it just ping ponged all in the side there and just tore the hell out of the thing. So, uh, there you go, man. Here's uh you need an air conditioner. <laughs> we take a check for that, sir. Anyway, uh, moving on, Washington Post, sources say Facebook has quietly helped launch American Edge, a political advocacy group in D.C., to battle regulators who want to rein in the tech industry. This is why I want Facebook regulated. These guys want the freedom to do whatever they want, and the answer is no. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, Amazon is being asked by attorney generals for 13 states to provide information on inadequate safety measures, sick leave policies, death rates, and more, according to Bloomberg. I'm hoping that what's going to emerge out of what we're going through right now with uh, the pandemic, how we're seeing that all of a sudden companies are going, oh, my God, frontline workers are essential employees. We should pay them more in combat pay. And holy crap, they actually really make our company work and have value. Um I, I hope that we see a changing of the guard and mental state of these companies because I don't want to see it go back to, um, I don't want to see it go back to, uh, yeah, we don't care about these people, uh, throw them all away. According to TechCrunch, LinkedIn has had polls and live video-based events in a focus to more virtual engagement. Uh, I won't talk about it, but I do have an article coming out that's probably not going to be too... Um, it's probably not going to be too uh, exciting to LinkedIn. Uh, it's going to be a very dark, negative article, probably following up on my article, calling the CEO for why they haven't gotten live video. But evidently they think they're making a a stand. This is an interesting article by Ingrid Lundgren because evidently he didn't get his HTML right, right in the middle of the LinkedIn link for no open or no refer. He's fucked up the whole thing, and the HTML code is right in the article. <laughs> it's funny. And what's funny is this thing is from, yeah, it's from today. Way to go, Ingrid. We all make mistakes, buddy. It's okay. I don't know if Ingrid's a boy or a girl, but there you go. What can you say? Um... So, yeah, the HTML's in there. It's pretty much the way uh, LinkedIn's going. So LinkedIn's back to putting polls in. They've done, I, I think they've they've removed them at least once, and then I think brought them back and removed them. I can't remember exactly, but they did have polls originally, and they took them away. I know that much. Uh, live video-based events. So anyway, I'm taking a LinkedIn to task on the fact that they have not developed uh, or expanded their live video. Um, and... Today, in discussions with the press department for the forthcoming article I have, um, they confirmed my deepest nightmare that I've had for the last year and a half, and I was hoping I would be deadly wrong on, but usually when I know these things, I know these things. And my biggest nightmare was that no one would ever be this stupid, yet a LinkedIn has gone and done it. I uh, can't even believe it. I, I just... I just, for the past year and a half, I've been in denial going, no, it would be that dumb. They're not being that, there's there's another reason, but then my brain goes, no, they're being that dumb. There's no other, there's just no, after a year and a half, 
there's just no other way. So watch for that. There'll probably be a podcast coming out tomorrow. I'm going to let the press department give me one last um, conversation piece to finish answering my questions and put their two cents in. Of course, we'll give them coverage. Um, one of the important things to do when you do articles on companies is ask whoever you're doing articles for to comment on them. As, assuming you can get them, it took me a while to hunt down who the person was to get to comment on this. And uh, thankfully, uh, some little bit of sleuthing got me there. Um, but, uh, and some smart uh, LinkedIn employees, I should probably give them credit because uh, a couple people offered to help. And I don't think they liked the questions that were sent to them. They just went, oh, shit, this is stepping in it. Um, and then uh, uh, some, finally somebody said, here's here's the right department to talk to and the person contact. And they were very good at getting back to me today. Unfortunately, they confirmed the nightmare scenario that I have for LinkedIn. I, you know, I love LinkedIn. I've, I've always been one of the few uh, influencers that I know that support LinkedIn and said, no, LinkedIn is a great place to make money and be successful. Um, well, all of my influencer friends, almost 95% of them shit on LinkedIn. They're like, nah, Google plus is better. Twitter is better. Facebook's better. Um, we don't post on LinkedIn and it, nothing has changed. They've, they've still been the stupid stepchild. So anyway, you're going to see me publishing the article probably tomorrow. Um, I'm disappointed by their reply tonight, but it confirms the nightmare scenario I've known for a year and a half. And it doesn't look like they have any plans to change their behavior. So, um, I guess tomorrow, the next day, the hammer will drop. Um, hopefully it will motivate them or indicate them. The biggest problem I've been having with a lot of articles I've been doing, calling out Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn lately is no one cares. And it's not getting any traction because of the COVID epidemic and these companies are like, <laughs> yeah, we're getting away with all sorts of bullshit. You're seeing some of that stuff going on in the White House and in politics too. People are like, nah, people are so desperate trying to scrape a piece of bread together and find a, a square of toilet paper. They don't give a shit. We can burn down the whole fucking country and rob them blind. Have fun with that. There you go. Uh, Zoom, of course, is expanding what it's doing. Uh, they bought Keybase and Microsoft. I uh, cyber X. I've tried using the, um, the, uh, Google meet. They made it available to people, but unless I buy the subscription, I can't really record. It does, uh, present it a nice, uh, higher resolution than zoom, but, uh, I need something to record it for me. And then the other problem is with meet, you can't do the nice green screen backgrounds that you can with zoom. Zoom just really has the corner on the market and it looks like they're going to do more to get it. So anyway, that's my story. I'm sticking to it and what I think about uh, what's going on in the world and uh, some of our tech things and some of the things that you'll see shaping our world in the next while. I should probably put that into a whole bit at the beginning of the thing. Uh, welcome to the Chris Voss Show podcast, where we bring you the news that shapes your world, will change you in so many ways that you may regret or that you may not regret, or that may turn you on, or may turn you off. It's up to you, but we bring you the news. <laughs> Does that even make any fucking sense? Probably not. Hey guys, I appreciate you spending some time with me. Wear your mask, social distance, protect your elderly and people of weak health. I have those around me too. Um, so if you can't do it for yourself, please do it for me and my two sisters that are locked in uh, care centers and my elderly mom. 
with asthma. Be blessed. Stay safe. And I'll see you next time.